Three, four! Three, four! Hey folks, welcome back to Cleveland Talks, a podcast miniseries about my October visit to Cleveland, Ohio. The music you hear is Cleveland Rocks by the Presidents of the United States of America. The song was suggested to me as the theme for this episode by Chef Jeremy Umansky, whom I interviewed uh, for this episode. Jeremy was a fun guy to talk to, the mastermind behind and co-owner of Larder, a curated delicatessen and bakery in Cleveland's Hingetown neighborhood. Jeremy also spoke with me a lot about Fun Guy, and that made sense considering Jeremy is a certified wild mushroom expert and avid forager, both of which he puts to delicious use at Larder. Being a proud Clevelander, Jeremy thought Cleveland Rocks would be a great theme song and I'm with him. Cleveland rocks indeed. But I personally like the original version of the song by Ian Hunter a little more, so I'll include a clip of that at the end of our interview. Until then, enjoy my conversation with Jeremy. Hey, this is Chris, and I am in Cleveland, Ohio at the Larder Delicatessen with its uh, chef owner, Jeremy Umansky. I've just met Jeremy, and um, I am having his delicious uh, house-made root beer. And, it, and I'm going to take a sip while uh, say hi to Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Hey, welcome. Welcome to Cleveland. Thank you. Yes. This I'm is, glad uh, you enjoy that root beer. Yeah, this is my first full day here. I got here late last night. Um, ate at Greenhouse Tavern. Great. Jonathan Sawyer, great. good yeah, friend yeah, yeah. of mine. In fact, the two of us co-wrote a book on vinegar. Oh, right. That okay. comes out this weekend. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, well, so my first two meals, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. doing well. Okay. I, got, I got a copy of the book here. You'll get to flip through it when we're oh, done. Cheers. Okay. So... Vinegar, root beer. What, how are you coming at these well, things? Well, you, you know what's really cool about this root beer? So the, the building we're in, uh, where Larder is housed, uh-huh. is a, a firehouse that opened in 1854. Yeah. Okay. All right, so especially by American standards, that's like that's a pretty yeah. old building. Uh, so the root beer you're drinking yes. is what you would have found uh, 1800 to, to right before the Civil War. So it's a traditional um, recipe? More or less, more like a traditional method or traditional okay. technique. You know, there are a lot of recipes from that area where like closely guarded because a beverage like this uh, was viewed as medicine at that time. Okay. So a lot of the recipes were kept secret. Yeah. Like I, I, the best example would be Dr. Pepper. Okay. We know there's 23 ingredients. We don't know what yeah. ratio. We don't know exactly, you know, what part of, of this plant or that plant they're using. So. Uh, Dr. Pepper was kind of born out of that that same ethos, okay. and a lot of these beverages they've got traditional roots in parts of Europe yeah. and Russia. So right. for us to be an Eastern European delicatessen okay. in an ancient American building, using recipes that have roots in Eastern Europe, it's sure. just it's fantastic. Root beer okay. makes so much sense here. Okay, okay. And you were saying this has what sassafras, sassafras. maple. Those sound pretty common to me, but there's a mushrooms. Li- yeah, yeah. Uh, Onotus obliquus, uh, the chaga mushroom, uh, Ganoderma apelantium, which is a type of reishi mushroom. Mm-hmm. Both of those are in there. Uh, there's also wintergreen. There's shagbark hickory oh, bark. So, yeah. yeah um, you know, it's 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 a wild beverage. It's called yeah. root beer for a reason because you use roots, roots yeah. to make it. Okay, okay. And yeah. foraging is kind of a thing for you, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did yeah. you, you get into that? 
Uh, you know, I was really fortunate uh, when I was in culinary school. I um, met a guy named Paul Wigston. Paul's a fantastic guy. At the time, he was the head buyer for the Culinary Institute. And, uh, was this in... In Hyde Park, New York. Okay, New York. Yep. Okay. And uh, he was tasked with sourcing every product for everything in the school. It's a big job. Paul's a yeah, right, yeah. farmer. Their lineage, he's traced his lineage back to the 1600s. Uh, farming in, in Ireland and then coming over to America in okay, the 1700s. Wow. So he ran a farm. Same plot of land his family had for a couple hundred years. And he brought me on as his, as his land manager. Okay, wow. So through Paul, That's I was amazing. able to meet. Yeah, we, Paul was on the alumni board for Cornell. Uh, he graduated from there, so on the farm we did a lot of testing for Cornell, like seed varieties and different agricultural programs. And through them, uh, one of the programs we worked was an added value program. So teaching farmers how to recognize weeds in their fields, yeah. and instead of spraying them or wasting time, uh, you know, knocking them out, create a market for them. Sure. These are edible plants. Let's bring them down to New York City green markets. So I got to work with a botanist and a mycologist, and as time went on, I met other people doing this work and just became really entrenched in it and now to the point I'm a licensed wild mushroom expert wow um, okay. I've contributed or been featured in publications about foraging uh, different books um, articles that sort of thing you know we're, we're licensed here so we work with quite a few different wild edibles from mushrooms to okay. plants yeah and this part of Ohio is good for that I, I mean it rivals almost anywhere else in the okay. country and you're from Cleveland? Yeah, I'm from the Cleveland area. Okay. Yeah. Was gone for a little bit, spent uh, 10 years right. spreading my wings okay. and learning things and, and came back. I've been here about four years now. Okay. And the yeah. restaurant, and the delicatessen is a year old? Uh, not even. Not, not even. even. Okay. We're, uh, I believe, in month six right now. All right. Okay. So, Congratulations. Thank you. How's thank it going? you. So far, it's been great. It's been great. Hey, it's, so, it's always a relief when people enjoy your food. Yeah. yeah. That's just it. So looking around, I can see a lot of jars. I see sort of a deli stand, a lot of baked goods. Yeah. So you want to describe the concept here? Yeah. So uh, I'm face value in Eastern European delicatessen. Okay. Is that I, based on your your heritage? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, my family's from Poland and Ukraine, a, a little bit of Russian in there. Um, uh, Kenny Scott, my one of my business partners, his family is a mix of Slavic and Eastern okay. European and um, and that's then, pretty typical Cleveland too, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my wife's uh, the little change up there. Uh, her family's uh, Italian and Quebecois. Okay. Um, but you know, it's it's a style of food that we all loved. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were really intentional that we wanted to open a delicatessen mm -hmm. and not a deli. Yeah. Delis are kind of what delicatessens morphed into after the influence of diner culture in the 40s and 50s. So and the 60s. difference would be. Uh, a deli, you're going to walk in, uh, a lot of times you're going to find like sleek uh, mid-century aesthetic in them or like new modern aesthetic to them. Okay. So you're going to see a lot of stainless steel yeah. and like linoleum and that sort of thing, um, you know, in, in terms of look uh, versus, uh, you know, we felt with the delicatessen, you're yeah. going to see lots of natural hues, very wood tones, yeah. yeah, lots of wood. Uh, we used uh, a ton of wood that was original to the building in our right, build okay. out too. Uh, so on top of that, you know, a delicatessen, you're going to find this massive sprawling menu. Okay. You name it. Yeah. They may be yeah, open yeah. 24 hours. Like a lot of those influences yeah. diner culture. Uh, whereas a delicatessen, more of a craft shop. Okay. And expect for things to be made in-house. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a stance we take here. I mean, we're sitting right next to a 30-gallon barrel of vinegar. We ferment our own vinegar and then make our own mustard with it. 
all our baked goods, like all the breads for all the sandwiches, uh, all the pastry, everything's made here. Okay. And you know, you said you saw the jars and everything lining yeah. the walls. Like we preserve in season, so I got jars of canned peaches and okay. plums and cherries. Oh, nice. So that, you know, this winter and now in the fall, after that season's over, we can still yeah. run those foods. You well, know? You do, did you do that growing up? Uh, a little bit a little of bit it. Now. It was something that I really fell into, you know, as I was, you know, maturing as a cook and okay. as an apprentice and that sort of thing. Do you uh, have an evening menu? People come in for dinner? Or no, we, go, we run the same menu all day. Okay. Here's the whole thing. I've got a menu. It's written on a chalkboard on the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, there's really only two things that I have every day and that's pastrami and fried chicken. Everything else, my sausage sandwich of the day is the daily worst because it changes Uh nearly daily. Uh Uh My daily catch, you know, my my fish offering, one day it's a smoked whitefish salad, another day it's a lox platter. It's continually changing and evolving. Uh, and then all our specials, they're, they're you know, we, we work so seasonally and so direct with our farmers. We don't, yeah. we don't place orders. We say to our farmers, we have $200 to spend this week with you. Okay. Bring us whatever you have oh, and whatever's in season. It, it You're works. mostly local ingredients. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, we have chocolate. We yeah. use vanilla. You know, like we, there, there are things that aren't local. Um, but, you know, for the majority of what we're sourcing, things, uh, our pork is specced uh, from Ohio, from Sandusky. Uh, our beef is Ohio certified English beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the fish that we use yeah. is lake fish out of the Great Lakes. Okay. Uh, so our lox is made from lake trout, not salmon. All right. I don't have tuna salad. I have smoked no. whitefish salad. Okay. Instead of pickled herring, I do pickled smelt. Um, so you know we are as as local and as seasonal as we can be with everything. And most of our produce, we're really fortunate. We're 45 minutes from Amish country. Yeah, right. Okay. And there's great farmers in Cleveland. There's a greenhouse that produces fantastic lettuce not far from us, a mile from us here in the city that we get all our lettuce from. So we're able to source really, really. Nobody can do it 100%. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. I love to eat chocolate. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, nobody's growing chocolate outside the botanical gardens yeah. here I in Cleveland. I had a banana the other day. It certainly didn't come from London. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Wow. Well, you're making me hungry. Uh, any must have? things on your menu here the pastrami sounds interesting yeah the pastrami is really fun too it's a it's a really was a really interesting exercise for us uh, in the realm of charcuterie too so uh, to make pastrami it normally takes three weeks to a month okay to cure the meat and then go through the cooking process and we were able to whittle that down to three days okay. uh, we do a lot of work with these uh, fungolytic molds right it's a, a big word for what the Japanese call koji. Yeah, sure, okay. Uh, so if you've ever drank sake or yeah. eaten miso or had yeah, yeah. soy sauce, you've eaten koji before, okay. you know, in one way or form. You can't make those foods without it. So we use that mold much in the same way they make miso to help us tenderize the meat and make nice. it more flavorful. And it does it on a rapidly accelerated schedule. So we, like I said, we can go from raw brisket to sliced on your sandwich in three yeah. days. So pastrami is a must-have. Like it's great. Okay. Homemade rye bread. It's a dark rye. Okay. Um, you know, sauerkraut, mustard, and we literally make every component that's on there. Uh, so it, it, it's great. Uh, the fried chicken sandwich is one of our biggest sellers too. Okay. Who doesn't love fried chicken? I love fried chicken. Wow. You know? Wow, that sounds amazing. Okay, so and at the top of the interview, you mentioned the book coming out. Uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. With, um, uh, with Chef Jonathan Sawyer. Sawyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one of our friends, Ryan Joseph, also helped uh, in writing the book. He's okay. a food writer based out in New York. Uh, the book is called House of Vinegar. Mm-hmm. It it came out fantastic. Okay. I, I, I just 
when you're going so through is it the, about curing and uh, well this this book is is about vinegar making okay. and the use of vinegar okay. so it's it's kind of in between of a how to with with uh, the crafting of vinegar and then paired with a cookbook a vinegar Great. cookbook okay. it's a mashup of the two so the front end of the book is a little bit of the science and the history and the romance of vinegar making uh, also telling you how to actually make different okay. styles of vinegar okay. everything from a prosciutto scotch vinegar uh-huh. to a begonia vinegar uh, and then the, wow. the following uh, part of the book is uh, just great recipes, everything from cocktails and desserts to uh, sandwiches and, I mean, you name it. Yeah. Uh, all vinegar-based. It's called House of Vinegar. House of Vinegar. Yeah. Okay, and so we're recording this middle of October, so yeah. it's going to be out. Yeah, it's being released on, on this coming Monday, the 22nd of October. Okay, oh, great. Exciting. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's coming out. Pre, people are pre-ordering now on Amazon, okay. and then, okay. you know, it'll be out. through 10 Speed Press, a great publishing house. Excellent. So. So, okay. so, yeah, super excited about it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And if people want to find out more find out more about the book or anything else you do, where, where should they go? Yeah, I, they can check out uh, Larder's website. Okay. It's larderdb, as in delibakery.com. Mm-hmm. No www or anything. It's just yeah, yeah. larderdb.com. Uh, we're super active with various social media, so sure. at LarderDB. Okay. Um, and, you know, for more personal projects that I delve uh, pretty in-depth with and explain the science behind what we're doing, uh, you can find me at TM Gastronaut. Gastronaut. TM Gastronaut. Okay. You got it. Hey, it's really nice to meet you. Thanks for your time. You're welcome, yeah. Chris. All right. Thank you. Dream of